This show is supported by State Farm. You have insurance for your home, your health, and your car. Why don't you have insurance for your small business? So many small business owners think they don't need or don't even know about small business insurance. Protecting a source of revenue is one thing, but so is protecting all of your hard work and your team members. State Farm agents are all small business owners too, so they know how to help small business owners choose personalized policies that fit their budgets. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Welcome to 51 First Dates. I'm Liza. And I'm Kimmy. And we are doing an experiment. And talking about dating. And love. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Finally, cheers. Cheers. In person. In person, cheers. All three of us. Mm. Hi, everyone. This is 51 First Dates. I'm Liza. I'm Kimmy. You've got Kenny. Yay! Here we are. We're in the same room in the same city. It's very magical. I just, it it's strange to me because I feel like I've been doing this for a long time. I really haven't been doing this for that long of a time. And the fact that we haven't all been in the same room recording one of these before is like a little weird. But like not not for like anybody's fault. Everybody's doing their own thing in their own places. But like yeah, it's good it to finally weird. be all around the same table. Yeah, it's really nice. I always feel like it's just better like, you know, when you're talking on a computer, it's hard to like chill and talk and drink, which is what we're doing yeah. now. Get as drunk as each other <laughs> yeah, and like, start ripping. <laughs> yeah, like. Whatever. And also just like thanks for editing because I know there's times where I'm either talking over someone or there's weird pauses, but like. Oh. Magic of technology. There you go. Yeah. It's actually like pretty cool that, God, get really nerdy. Pretty cool that we can do it when you're like all the way in LA on a different time zone. Yep. <laughs> and like then we're just over a computer. Like if you think about it, it's pretty interesting. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> like, <laughs> I super like fucking nerdy, but like it's no. kind of fun. You know, it's 2019. We need to like, we need to appreciate the scary number by like just appreciating the technology, the good parts of the technology. For sure. I mean, I was thinking about this the other day. I was high, but I was like <laughs> <laughs> watching Harry Potter on TNT or some shit. Like, you know, they just play Harry oh, Potter we, all day for yep. like two I mean. days. I was watching it and I was like, whoa, man, we created magic. <laughs> you know, like what is texting but fucking magic? That's fair. Anyway. I mean, all of my dates have basically come through technology so from magic yeah right i guess the magic of uh, dating apps i just we i just wish we could create the spell that brings stuff for, to you from across the room that's the one i really want the akio yeah beer bottle or i want the one where i bring myself to other places because i hate transit yeah I hate yeah i mean yes except i just fucking had literally the best flight experience of my entire life this is not a sponsor but everyone should fly norwegian airlines it was actually the Ooh, fucking best in the were world. you first class or something no i was Fuck, gonna be they like... don't have first class they have economy um, and they have premium economy no. which is not even that fancy it's just like they all have super new planes they mm. have like really good food they have like the whole touch screen everything is just really nice new like good vibes they have like this weird air air control system. Like they filter the air differently, and they Ooh. have like mood lighting, and the windows are bigger. And so when you get to a place, you're less nice. jet lagged. Like it was just, I felt like I was like in the future. It was so fucking cool. Yeah, I thought my air air France flight was like pretty nice, just because I was fed food and I could drink in economy for free. And like the, air France is nice. all the TVs. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. but the, that sounds like a whole other experience. I yeah, didn't have mood true. lighting. That's it was wild. Just, like, nice. It was cool. Like the the windows. Like, 
there's no um, shades to pull down in the windows. They have these little buttons Ooh. where you can make them like op- totally opaque or totally light, but there's all these different settings so you can make them like semi-transparent. Like it just literally felt like flying in the future and also like all the service was great and all the everything else was great. Anyway, Ugh, not a I'm sponsor. Jealous. I just want to recommend because we, Jeff and I flew it over the holidays and I was literally like, cool, like this is my airline of choice now. I wish they flew from New York to L.A. because our Liza and I used to get very buzzed on Virgin flights from yeah. New York to L.A. And then Alaska bought Virgin, and those planes have stayed the same. And I finally got Alaska status this year because I've just been nice. flying it. But then I took a really – my flight from Seattle back in Alaska. Alaska, if you hear me, it was a brand new plane, but they took the screens out of the heads. Now you have to buy players or have the app on your oh. own thing. And you don't send each – like you don't order on your screen anymore. Yeah, that's the whole It's thing. just that was the fun part. Yeah. Of, like, totally. they kept the planes like Virgin for so long. And uh, Alaska, if you hear me. Okay. <laughs> Are you listening, Alaskan? If anyone, if anyone, if any of our beautiful listeners work for Alaska Air. <laughs> yes. I generally am very happy. Same. Yeah. We, we flew With them it. a bunch. Yeah. I flew, I flew them, I flew them the last couple times. Of did, you, did you? Yeah. yeah. I think the LA to New York ones are sometimes still have screens, but. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, this is not an airline Sorry, podcast. Sorry, it's a dating podcast. It's not. What's our podcast? Shall we ask? Welcome to 2019 live. Yes. Kenny, what would you say this podcast is? <laughs> this is a fun podcast where in 2018 I was able to go on a handful of dates and, and talk about it with you guys and share my experiences. And in 2019, looking to continue to not only do the same, but also develop on that and just continue to do different things as well as just continue to meet new people and try to find a fun way to continue to get on dating dating apps and dating in general just because i think sometimes and i think i hit a little bit of this in 2018 like sometimes there's highs sometimes there's lows and like sometimes you get tired of dating but like hitting 2019 with a fresh stride yeah is the goal so hopefully we come into 2019 and continue to have a positive experience it's funny because like people have been legitimately reaching out to me on instagram like oh yeah i forgot to talk about (laughs) i didn't know this and it's not one person it's not two people it's like a handful but at the same time it's just like I'm not a weird person. I don't think that's weird, but, like, you guys are showing mad love for not only, like, my story, but also, like, just, like, how funny it is. So, like, props to you guys as well. So, Aww. you guys have developed a cool, fa- like, fan base. And so. That's awesome. I yeah, think that I makes forgot me really that happy. Happened. I love, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I love any kind of contact with, like, any <laughs> listeners. I really love hearing from you guys. We we really love hearing from you guys. We do. On, I mean, I feel like, you know, we'll just shout, shout it out now so I'm talking to it. On at 51 First States Pod on Instagram. Yes. 51 First States Pod at gmail.com. And like on our personal Instas. And yeah. Um, I feel like I get more, like I've been getting some personal Instas, like, is that date 13? And I will reply to them. Yeah. Wait, you're fucking right. <laughs> totally. Like, but you should completely follow us and head us up. I'm at Liza Joe Rems. I'm at Kimmy Foskett. And I'm Kenny Foskett. Or at Kenny Foskett. Same yeah. thing. But yeah, follow us into 2019. Hopefully we continue to develop momentum here and just like totally keep yeah. following along and I'll continue to contribute where I can and no, it should you're be doing a fun it all. ride. So if you're a new listener, because I'm the asshole who always does this, this started as a podcast about a dating experiment. Liza and I are best friends. Liza was in a relationship. I was not. I was trying to change my shit. Went on a bunch of dates, 32 of 51. Um, it honestly, I feel like changed my entire perspective on dating and finally allowed a healthy person into my life. That's a little dramatic, like a good, good man into my life. And yeah, I think like you could go back and listen to that. But like right now our vibe is like passing the torch to Kenny, having new daters in 2019, yeah. keeping it loose, just keeping it positive. Daters, like having 
people just come in as a one-off and talk about dates they've gone on. And also, if you're new, we have lots of fun guests. I hope you guys got a chance to listen to our last couple episodes, especially our episode with Dr. Darcy Starling, yes. which is like one of my favorites ever. And I want to be just like her. I, it was. I got good feedback on that. Do you remember Nikki, who we met at Kimmy and Evan's wedding, probably for the first mm-hmm. time? But we knew, who is so cool? I'm shouting her out because she she listens to our podcast. She's oh very cool, and I just didn't. Think That's she would. amazing. I think she's the coolest person. Exactly. And I like. So this is someone yeah. lies, and I know, but not super well, but like super well, but not not near as we, had, we, spoke we had an amazing, amazingly fun time with this woman at a wedding several years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I haven't seen her since then, I don't think. That thing, like, I, anyway, she was like, that episode was bomb with Dr. Darcy. And just, like, I listened all the time. And it was one of those, like, cool people who were like, okay. I yeah. mean, listeners, when you, but it was just a cool little fun totally. thing. Yeah. Me. If she Shout out. cool, I feel cool. Yeah. That makes me feel good. Yeah. <laughs> and here that. I am. <laughs> trying to fill those gaps. No, you're being. No, I'm kidding. You're being the, I'm kidding. You're filling the I entire mean, gap. Our straight male perspective that. We, you know, we as like ladies who date men are so often question marking, like, what yeah. are they thinking? Kenny's here to speak for all men ever. <laughs> no pressure. No pressure. I like to think that I have like a slightly different opinion than most straight men. Mm-hmm. I grew up in a family with strong, powerful women, so I like to think that I'm pretty open minded as it comes you to are. just like the straight male stereotype. For those who don't listen to this regularly on paper, I am just. <laughs> Went to an ACC college, work in finance, could be just bro, 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 but I like to mix it up and like try to bring a different perspective. So, yeah. Well, also, and I you mean, are, you're so different than other, sorry to jump on you, Liza, but just like some dating podcasts I listen to where there's a male perspective, it's like really interesting, but it's very like, oh, all the horrifying things I thought. Okay, all right. So, well, I think that like all men contain multitudes, right? All people contain multitudes. You're right, you're right. And the way I feel about men in general is that they, uh, are socialized to be fucking horrible most of the time. And you're one of the, and like... And quite a few of them, I think quite a few are oh, generally yeah. so bad. Especially if you're, like, like a white cis. Yeah. Oh, no, no doubt about it. <laughs> but I think that, like, a lot of the times... A, a lot of the time, I think that men, like, aren't given the opportunity to, like, learn how to speak about their emotions or be emotionally intelligent because no one ever tells them to. And if they're crying, it's like, shut the fuck up. And if they're expressing anything internal, it's like... Man up, yeah, it's, don't no, be it's a not fucking fair. pussy. And it it over time like accumulates into men being horrible. Like how could it not? If if I was treated that way, I would be horrible too. And also then also some men are just horrible. But I think you're one of the lucky men who was like, like you said, raised around strong w- women and with a dad who like is in a rock. He willing has to feelings. show emotions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like 2019. Hey guys who are listening to this podcast, be willing to show emotions. Yeah. If anything, it just potentially makes you more attractive as a potential dater. So, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. if anything, it's going to benefit for you, and it doesn't make you any less of a human or a male. So yeah. And also, it. it's just easier. <laughs> and show emotions. And, so suck it. Don't do suck anything. it. Get out of here with that. Shut up, bro. All the bros listening are like, oh, I can't stand this guy. Like, all I want to do is drink RBVs with my bros and, like, cruise around Santa Con. I'm like, There's a lot of bros like that to- listening to this podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's our target audience, as evidenced by what our if, sponsors. There could be a sneaky bro in the mix. You don't know. There are so You got to make sure, like, the demo is... There's some bros I may have dated in the mix, I, I think. <laughs> we have Shout we out. Have for sure have male listeners that we hear from. Hi, male listeners. We love yeah, you. and we do love you. Sorry. Yeah. But that, this is all to say, yeah, because, like... As white women, we can be fucking terrible too. Like general, like like we try. Let's just try Look, to be better in 2019. Yeah, no matter who you are, it's a good year. It's a great year. It's yeah. already been 20. three days of 
Four days? It's three days of greatness. So like, uh, The L train is not shutting positive. down. Great news. I don't even live here anymore. News. Some girl not- on the train literally told Kimmy when we were talking about it, she cried. <laughs> it was for, like outward tears. She was like, Literal tears. I cried when I found out. <laughs> and I was about to pull my stunt where I'm like, oh, I moved to LA for this. But Tony Term told me earlier that that would make me on, oh, date 13. Oh, I slipped up. Doesn't matter. Um, that that would make me overheard New York material. Terrible material. Yeah. No, it's a big deal. It's going to change a lot of people's lives. Okay, on that note, Kenny, we need to talk about your date for this week. Well, let's talk about the theme. Well, what is the theme? No. <laughs> <laughs> you know. You you listeners know because you saw the episode title. But also loyal listeners will realize we never pick out the theme in advance. Yeah. We pick it out while That's you're true. listening. Because yeah, it's more so fun that, for you. The episode hasn't been named yet, but... As you're listening, we're coming up with the name as we speak. If so. you're on the edge of your seats, you can just look on your phone because yeah. it'll say. Yeah. It'll say. I think it should be manifest. 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 Man. Oh my god. Manifest because Kenny's 2019. Man. And also, okay, here's the thing. I don't. I roll at people who like believe in manifestation. I sort of low key believe in it, but also I think people who talk about it a lot are like. What do you mean by mani- manifestation? Like Los Angeles. Like, like everyone's crystals. like, it's basically oh, the secret. Okay. It's like, did you ever read the secret or hear about the secret back in the day when it was like a big thing in 2007 or whatever? I don't know what that is. Okay. It was a book. Oh yeah. You were like in high school probably. <laughs> it was a, it was a book that was like. And then a movie, right? And then maybe a movie. And it's just about the secret to getting what you want. And it's basically like deciding that you want it and saying you want it and like trying to. <laughs> and <do it>. quite <laughs> literally <laughs> I read it. Putting, right, did you read it? No. I never oh, read it. I, I did. Janet, my friend's mom. I won't had a copy and I read it on the beach I remember yeah and I was like wow I just make a vision board and I get what I want but I never made that vision board so I don't know and some people hey it works for some people it's like reframing it's actually it's very valid I'm being a monster the thing is is like of course like it doesn't I I don't think it's magical that if you set like goals and and try to ask for things and like being intentional about the way you live, obviously you get what you want more. It's not fucking mm-hmm. magic, but there are, I think, a lot of people who like maybe treat it as magic. Pe- fucking at me. I don't know. So I bought a planner. Where does that put me? Oh my god, I love okay. Planners. Well, that's I bought a planner for this year. That's I'm like kind of into it. Does that put me in like secret training? No, I do it in organized. We would hire like, you, land. We kind love of a like literally today. I spent thirty dollars. To get the planner that I've had for the last four no, years on you eBay. You got the Muji? Yeah. Because it's is it all sold out. I bought it on eBay because it's sold out everywhere. Mm. It's like a $15 p- planner that I literally spent $30 on because I'm like, <laughs> if I don't have this planner, my life's going to fall apart. They have it on eBay. You can buy I, it. I it's thought about you because there are Mujis in LA. Maybe they have them. Maybe. No, I everyone loves them. every Muji in New York today. Okay. It was No, they used today. to sell out. So Liza and I used to go buy this planner and tell each other about it being there and buy it for each other. Mm-hmm. And like, oh, we'll just take – we'll put it on – the business, but we'll take care of it. Later. Like, yeah, it was like you introduced me to this planner. It's very special because it has the exact amount of space you want to write in, and it has graph paper. Graph, and graph paper, paper on one size, side, yeah. a planner on the other for making lists. I love it, and I literally have this like insane belief that I can't live without it. So I bought it on eBay from a person in Japan. Like a fucking crazy person. I ordered it today. I mean, it's really so you're not crazy with your new planner. All right. Well, as long as I'm not in that secret territory, then we're good to go. Also, I feel like, by the way, everyone listening, today, the, the day that we're recording is January 3rd. If you're listening to this on like January 19th and you're like, why the fuck are they still talking about oh, this? Yeah. 
it's just where it's just our current head. It's just early. But what planner did you get, Kenny? Oh, it's like this panda planner thing. It's essentially for like I don't know. This is the first year that I think I've had like an extensive list of like resolutions or goals. I don't think resolutions the right word because like I don't feel like I need to necessarily change anything, but there are things that I want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was just like on Wirecutter, which is the New York Times, whatever, like just a stupid website that just ranks things. So yeah. it's either good or someone thinks it's good. But Jeff like it was like this literally play- obsessed with Wirecutter. I like I it. They have cool lists. I don't necessarily know if they like seem too listy, but it seems like they actually do their research and like try I've to figure stuff out. For, yeah. But it was supposed to make you like. It's specifically built and set up for goals and, like, monitoring and tracking against those. So, like, from my perspective, if I'm going to have goals, I could easily let those go to the wayside and just, like, forget about them. But I think this, if I get into a rhythm, I think just, like, the same thing with, like, why journaling is healthy. Like, if you get into a rhythm, I think it will keep me on track. Maybe I want that. Yeah. It's because I had a moment where I did fake bullet journaling. Yeah. I mean – I definitely, on my, like, eat, pray, love vacation that I just took, I went to Amsterdam for a week and I'm still feeling all the vibes (laughs) from that. Um, I did a lot of, like, non-bullet bullet bullet journaling about, like, what I want to get done every month of 2019 and, like, what the vision for the year is. And it was very, like, cleansing. That's fucking horrible to say. (laughs) No, I'm having no. Can you punch me in the face, please? No, you're stronger than Kenny. No, I'm having a moment though. I want to do that because I feel like my MBA has sucked me out of most of my. I don't know. I'm just like I have a lot of things I need to do, but I'm not as like I don't know. I'm not writing. I'm not journaling. I kind of want us to like spin this theme on its head and be kind of. I want to do more writing and goal setting and journaling. Well, someone. Okay, I read something somewhere. We'll talk about dating soon if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> um, but whatever. We're all in January vibes. This will come out in January, even though it's very freshly New Year, the New Year right now. Um, someone like – it wasn't Oprah, but it was somebody like <laughs> Oprah who's not as cool as Oprah was talking about goal setting for the year and breaking it down in terms of like, okay, if you set a goal for the year, now – like making a list of like actionable items for each mm. goal and then breaking it down into quarters and then months and then weeks yeah. and then days. So it's all very like actionable because that's something I've done. Something I've done in the past is set goals or resolutions that are like so amorphous. Mm-hmm. And so when I was like doing my little journaling over the holiday, I was like, what do I want per- like professionally for the year? What do I want personally for the year? And what do I want creatively for the year? And then I just set goals that were actionable, except for like a couple personal ones were like more mental health and stress related where I was like, I want to have more fun. Like mm-hmm. I've just been working a lot. I want to do more fun things, you know, stuff like that. Um, but everything else was like actionable. And then I broke it down into like what I could accomplish in quarters and then into months. And then for January, I broke down into weeks. Yeah, because if you can't track it, then it's not – very uh, not a very sustainable goal right because like mm-hmm. if you have a goal like i just want to have fun there's ways to measure that right yeah you say i did this this made me feel good i did this didn't make me feel good i'm not going to do that again i did this other thing you can kind of measure that and so like i totally agree with that like one of my goals which is super super cool <laughs> is reading 15 books this year which i think is super achievable that's like setting up i have four books on my shelf i'll read one at least this month I'll set up one for next month. And like mm-hmm. that seems way more reasonable than 15 bucks yep. in a year because you're just thinking about one month. 
That's four weeks to read one book. Oh, that's super think, easy. Yeah, that's like the psychology behind a lot of why people don't keep their resolutions. It's because you set these impossible goals. And I don't know. That's why also probably why like sober January is popular because it's easier. Well, not all of those people want to be sober for a whole year. But like, I don't know. I think I think that's the way to do it. I think that's part of the more in-depth bullet journaling that I never got to. I don't yeah. know. Like where you're like – but I feel like I need to do that because like the summer internship feels so nebulous and scary. And I feel like if I just took it like chunk by chunk, like I need to this, this level of networking or interviewing. Or, that's Is that fine. your biggest 2019 goal is the summer internship? Well, I hope I get one. Well, like have to in business school. Yeah. I'm like scared. But um, Turn that on its head. That yeah. If it's overwhelming, that means it's probably super important. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so that's yeah. like a great a boring number one, one goal to have. And like yeah. you can schedule out what that means from like an interview perspective and a prep perspective, like starting tomorrow. But I also feel tomorrow like with to do it. this podcast, I want to have bigger goals. For sure. And like it's very possible. I just don't set them personally because yeah. we've both like been so busy. Like yeah. I'm not it, – but it's like, oh man, like I don't know. Maybe maybe – if listeners have things if, that they want to come out of this podcast, yeah, can feel you guys free to write let, our us, resolutions mm-hmm. let us know us, if there's please. a guest or a, or a theme or something that you're going through with the dating world that you want to yeah. have come through this podcast. It's our job to help make that happen. So yeah, it is. let us know via those weird social media portals that Liza referenced earlier that I've completely forgotten, except for my own Instagram. <laughs> but um, At 514 yeah, Pod. You can totally do yeah. it. Um, help us help you. <laughs> I love it. I love that. Kenny's like, yeah, Kenny's taking action steps. He got his journal, boom, boom, his, boom. Or his planner. Um, anyway, blah, blah, blah. Kenny, do you have dating goals for this year? Hashtag manifest. Um, <laughs> well, it's hard because I think the ultimate goal with any kind of dating thing would be to not need to have a dating app on my phone anymore. Yes. Mm. Like, that would be the number one. Like, I'd. Well, is that the goal? I mean, Poten- potentially. I think that's like. Not necessarily a thing that needs to happen. That could be a nice to have. But like, what is a relationship? What does that mean? You just ask people out in real life, and you're still dating. Uh, No, it it, maybe maybe the relationship thing. Maybe not. It'd just be it'd be a little bit freeing in a certain sense. Whether it be finding alternative sources for dates or just not feeling the need to constantly be on those and like proactively be searching for dates. Mm. And like potentially that means relationship. Potentially means like. Just being a little bit slower with an approach yeah. rather than being, you know, or like trying to force a date every week. I don't know. That's, That's like just fair. something to think about in terms of dating. At the same time, I just want to continue to go on dates and do kind of, kind of just continue to push the boundary in terms of like thinking about different things to do. Mm-hmm. I think it's easy mm-hmm. to fall into a trap where, yeah, we were talking about this earlier. It's really easy for me and comfortable for me to go and sit in the bar. And have a drink, and I will totally do that. If it's a fun person to be around, that's great. That's going to end up being a lot of fun for a date. But if you're going to continue to develop as a human being and, like, continue to, like, figure out what you like and who you are as a person, you have to be willing to try different things. And I think part of that is figuring out different things to do with other people and, like, pushing that social level a little bit. Yeah, we can challenge you. Totally. Can I – I'm going to ask you – I'm going to Dr. Phil you for a few minutes. Sure. I feel like you approach a lot of – this dating stuff like extremely intellectually well i feel like i definitely overanalyze it if that's what you're thinking about trying to convey because i think sometimes i think actually another one of my goals is just to care like (laughs) they give a little bit less of a shit which i think it can come off as like 
there's two ways to approach that statement. One way is like, okay, he's going to go be a fuck boy and just like not care. And just like, that's not the way I'm talking about. It. I'm talking about like, I don't have to overthink if I'm on a second date or I don't have to overthink about like who I'm matching with or like why we're going on the first date. I think it's just like approaching it in a more relaxed, like relaxed setting, mm-hmm. like a relaxed approach ultimately will lead you to meet different people, end up in different situations, different places, whether it be Brooklyn or wherever in the city, like just totally different places, different environments, different situations. Like that's cool to me. Like that's intriguing to me. And I think that's very doable. And so I think like caring a little bit less and just going more with the flow is something that I'm, definitely going to prioritize in terms of dating but i think that's like to your point i think i kind of recognize that sometimes it's like probably overthinking this whole thing this is supposed to be fun this is supposed to be like i don't know everyone overthinks it though for sure oh no doubt i mean it it's the easiest thing to overthink and the hardest thing to like let happen naturally um but i think just like really broadly why why are you dating like what's what are you looking for you know Again, sorry to be the most Dr. Phil, but I think it's no, important it's to revisit. Question. Like, no, it's totally a fair question. Um, first of all, I think it's it's extremely fun meeting totally new people. I think like step number one to whether you're at the beginning of the dating process where it's like I'm just going to throw myself out there, or you're at the later stages of the dating process where like I want to settle down and get into a relationship. Like part of that journey is just meeting totally different people. I think that's super interesting. I feel like. Every time I go on a date, people are doing totally different things from totally different backgrounds with totally different experiences. And, like, you would never otherwise expose yourself to, like, those situations or, like, mm-hmm. hear those stories. Mm-hmm. So I think from my perspective, like, that experience and, like, learning those perspective and those, like, approaches that people or other, other people are bringing to the table makes me probably a better person. So I think, like, continuing to do that to a certain extent is great. I mean potentially yeah relationship could be something that i want but i'm again not going to force that just because there's a lot going on in my life part of one of my goals this year is to get into business school so where does that mean that i'm going to be in the next year so i have to think about what does that mean what i want and how does that affect the people that i'm going on dates with just something to think about i'm not even at that point in my life i didn't think about that (laughs) (laughs) i'm not even there yet like i'm literally not even there yet but it's like I think I'm just still progressing. And so I'm still at like the earlier stages where it's like fun meeting new people. I'm just like having experiences and like, yeah, like sharing emotions and like going through that part. But like, there's so many things moving in my life that I'm not necessarily sure that I want a relationship. But if the right person comes across, sure. Yeah. I think that the best way to approach it is from my perspective, just like, and I think I've realized this more and more, is just like super open minded because you just never, you never know. Well, that's the fun about going on a ton of dates, I feel, from just doing the 32. Like, it made me open my mind a lot and, like, see some biases I had. Not That sounds very racist. <laughs> Not – sorry. Like, just more like I just felt like things should feel a certain way. Like, definitely we have different journeys. But I don't know. It was really nice. Like, I started to really just enjoy meeting new people at the end. Like, I wouldn't, like, suffer through one drink just to keep – even though I had met someone I really liked. Like, I was – it was interesting to meet new people, go to new places – yeah. Yeah. There's something nice about that. And I just like, oftentimes, I think it's just like a function of me putting myself into, I don't know if I've ever been on a first date where I was completely comfortable. Like putting yourself into a little bit of an uncomfortable situation from <laughs> day to day is extremely healthy from my perspective. So continuing to do that. And I think it honestly makes me, it improves my social skills. Like my social skills literally 
improve as a function of like being in those uncomfortable situations and finding not just like getting good at small talk, but like finding ways to connect with people. Right. Cause otherwise like, what's the point? Like you want to go into these States and like find a way to connect. Otherwise maybe you don't, and maybe you don't see them again, Mm -hmm. but like that is kind of the intention going into it. So I think it's just like, it's been like personally healthy for me mentally. And like, I don't know. Also, probably physically. Like, I want to go into these dates, like, feeling good and, like, looking my best. So, like, it also just, like, keeps you on track in terms of just, like, being an overall healthy person. I think that's a, a thing that I can say without feeling too douchey. No, that's <laughs> true. Because it's real. Like, yeah. Yeah, totally. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, doctor filled. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I just think, to me, sometimes I'm, like, it feels like when we talk about dating – I've noticed this with both of you guys mm-hmm. that it does seem to be very like you're almost creating a bullet point list of like justifications for why you date. Mm-hmm. Whereas in look, we're from there. We're, we're all like very different humans. I'm like, I date cause I want to fall deeply in love and have like a spiritual connection with someone where I can gaze into their eyes for like four hours and talk about the universe. Like that's me. And I think that, like, we're both approaching dating from different sides. But sometimes I wonder with both of you guys where the, like, emotions and, like, need for connections come into your dating lives, you know? Mm, Like, not in a judgmental way. I think mine's entirely, like, anxiety-driven. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Like, I'm 26. I live in New York City. I've been here for, like, approaching a year and a half, which is not very long. And, like, there have just been so many moving pieces in my life where, like, I'm still trying to figure out me. And so by figuring out me, I don't necessarily know what I want from dating yet. But by going on all these dates, I'm trying to slowly and I am slowly figuring out like what works, what doesn't, what I like, what I don't like. And so like I'm still again like I'm like putting a timeline out here and like weirdly raising my arms for those who can't see us. <laughs> um, he, made a, like, he made a literal timeline with his arms. Literal timeline yeah, with his arms. <laughs> I am on like the very early stages of like the whole like dating thing. But like I don't necessarily think there's a speed from the beginning to the end. Like, I could have an experience that, like, just absolutely rocket-shipped me to, like, your spot where I'm like, this is madly in love and, like, this is all I want. But it's funny because, like, obviously I'm I'm gooey and dumb about my relationship, <laughs> but I've also just always been this person, even when I was, like, 22 and had never had a boyfriend. And yeah. never, I just wanted connection more than anything. Like, I didn't really care about anything about, like, dating in the... And again, I'm not saying Winning this with way. any judgment on either of you guys because it really, like, every, I, th- I think it's interesting to talk about because everyone has diff- these different feelings about dating and different ways they're approaching it. Like, to me, all I wanted to do was literally find, like, my best friend, like, my, the, the person, you know, when you have a friendship that's, like, so connected where you're like, oh my God, like, this person understands me and makes me more myself and blah, blah, whatever. Like, I wanted, and I had plenty of those female friends and even male friends like that, like, when I was, I, you know, still have friendships that are, like, that rich. And I was like, I just want that, but someone I can have sex with. <laughs> like, I, 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 you know, totally I don't know fair. if I, I think later in my life, I, realized, I have two theories, and we're yeah. both from the same cloth, so possible. We're, yeah, literally related. You but are I my do. Sister. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, we're literally related. Um, <laughs> and they come from my therapist over time, and I, they could be proven wrong now. I feel like one, and we've definitely talked about them on, on the podcast, could be just, like, knowing we were in a gray area of losing my mom for like 10 years of our lives. Mm. Like sometimes being personally afraid, like just not realizing that that fear of loss was definitely impactful in some way. 
And you were in high school I mean, when mom went be. through her birth. Like, really impactful. Like, I didn't. And it's probably still, yeah, had to be, has to yeah, be. Yeah, and has to be. And like I feel like. protective element. Well, I think I always just like, part yeah. of me is just like, we were talking about all these ski trips that we have done and are going on. But like, I get out in front of my skis and I'm like thinking about things that you don't necessarily have to be thinking about just because I think that's the way my brain has been programmed. Of just, like, being in a situation and not necessarily, like, knowing the outcome, but, like, thinking about it. And so I think I've applied that quite a few other aspects of my life, whether it be work, whether it be people, whether it be whatever. Whatever it may be, I think I've applied that perspective, and it's probably a function. Well, yeah, you were, like, a young, young person at home when I was in college watching mom, like, go through surgery and all the – but it's just that I think there is something to knowing – you're going to lose someone for so long and mm-hmm. it's very different than and and like they're, they're not comparable and everyone's different but I've been like knowing for a year it's like you almost get really lucky because you have more time but like it's just that fear of like I think it's really scary to make like like the thought of losing and for me it's different for you but like I was like oh it was always like something that went away like these yeah. relationships went away. So it was like another weird thing. And also just like weird priorities. Yeah. I don't know. And then second, my parents met when they were super young and were immediately together together forever. Like and until like, now. In so my dad is de- – yes. So it's a high standard that is also a thing and also just like – yeah, what – there's even a couple other yeah. people who've had I just, that. It, it affects me both ways, right? Like, I'll just, like, have fun hanging out with people and then, like, potentially, like, freak out after hanging out the third time and being like, well, like, I either have to be committed to this or not. And, like, that's just mm-hmm. a social, like a mental function of, like, but if you're having fun, just, like, maybe just, like, go along with the ride and stop thinking about it so much. Like, that's where, like, that perspective of yeah. just, like, maybe giving it a little bit of less of a shit and just, like, giving things a try and just, like, figuring out what they are. But, like... It's just, like, this weird balance of, like, being decent human being and also just going with the flow and, like, figuring out where you meet in the middle while also, like, continuing to go on dates and meeting, meeting like, other new people. And so, like, for me, it's, like, this weird matrix of just figuring out still for, like, just broad, more broadly, like, regularly dating yeah. versus, like... And then having a high standard, not that yeah. you don't, for, like, what it is. So, in a different way... Like, not thinking just about the ooey-gooey best friend generally because that makes sense and that's what also society tells us. But, like, it being knowing immediately because that's just the story we've heard from the beginning from our parents. I feel like there's sometimes a little, like, and then – No, I mean, I think that – again And, again, like, I say none of this with any judgment towards you guys because I think – None taken. You guys are both, like, incredibly mentally healthy together people – and it's just literally like we're we approach it from such different like different sides. Like we have such different approaches towards that in general. But I will say that like obviously like I the thing I cannot imagine is the what that constant like fear and anxiety of like your mom's long illness does. Like I I don't I can't imagine that. The thing that I can imagine being incredibly like pressureful and anxiety provoking is having parents who are like, we fell in love when we were 17. We we're perfect for each other. We're soulmates. We've been soulmates forever. Yeah. We're so in love. Yeah. Like I, cause my it parents, is. my parents are happy together. They have a really great relationship, but they're also both of each other's second marriages. Yes. They're not romantic about love. They're like, they've always been like, don't get married young. 
you're an idiot if you get married young. We fucked it up. Then we got it right. Everybody chill. Nobody do anything. Like that's was the narrative I grew up with. So I was like, I got all the time in the world. I can fuck it up a bunch yeah. of times. Like that was what I believe. So that's true. I can imagine that pressure of like, oh, your parents met when they were in high school and now they're soulmates and that's forever. Yeah. Being like an extreme narrative to grow up around and be like, well, if that doesn't happen, then what does that mean? Yeah. I think I'm also probably incorporating that into how I'm dating because like at the end of the day, I'm not necessarily in a rush. Like, I think, I don't know if I mentioned this on the podcast or not, but I'm going to peak in my 30s and I'm going to have an amazing time (laughs) in my 30s and I'm probably going to be healthier and fitter and just better looking. But um, the way that that I've, like, approached it is probably a function of, like, there's, like, uh, so many people who live in this city and, like, I don't necessarily – I'm probably being hyper-analytical again, like, just trying to, like, find, like, the right one because, like, I'm not in a rush. And so I'm like, oh, I have all this time. Like, Mm -hmm. there's all these people and, like, that doesn't necessarily correlate to, like – just being relaxed and like, well, you do, to but it's just another you do have all way. This time there are, I mean, no, exactly. so much I, I don't think I'm necessarily wrong, but it's just a different approach that leads to a different outcome Totally. versus like your approach, which kind of leads to the same outcome, which is like, yeah, we have all this time and that's like one mental outcome. You just have a different approach to yeah. conveying your, totally. your relationship stuff over that time. So, well, I also think it's like ultimately all of it's an accident. I mean, I do think that like, if you're dating more, you're putting yourself in a position more to find someone you connect with. But I know it's a complete fucking roll of the dice that I met someone who I felt that way about. Like, I, I know that because I literally didn't have anyone who even, like, slightly romantically liked me until I was 23 years old. So it's, it's like... Totally okay. a numbers game. But I also think, I, yeah. But I, then I think about just taking stats with my amazing badass <laughs> professor who's a breast cancer survivor and has done a lot of stats work around that and just awesome, really cool things. I won't get into it. She's amazing. But I'm just thinking of all the... Like, whenever she runs out her actual... Like... It is numbers are so real, and like I like well, I don't like math. Like I don't know. I really like thinking about statistics because, like, I'm just very impressed by statisticians. Anyone who can do that kind of like analysis on like real things, like they turn into numbers pretty quickly. So that's why I feel like with dating, I think you, that's maybe more of like, just who you're with now, Jeff. We say Jeff. We say Jeff. Yeah. Um. You just but like you just yeah he was just in, in this room <laughs> that feels a little more like roll of dice or just like coming together and like good and fun and baity and like more like I just love your story you have a really good story like yeah I guess everyone can make Liza a really goes good story. to the Netherlands Kim's a turbo nerd yeah, <laughs> yeah. Stats. I love that I'm like no, Kim and feelings emotions love you ends of the pendulum well I just like I it's really weird that. Because I, I don't usually like numbers, but it's because it, like, usually generates a pattern that you're already seeing anyway for whatever reason. And that's weirdly where I'm, like, dating is a numbers game. Totally. It's very bizarre that I ended up with someone seriously that who I feel this way about, like, after – only because I went on so many more dates. Like, I wasn't getting – like, it's so weird. No, it's the same thing. I literally only think I – like found my person because I was dating multiple people at once and I was like it was like yeah, turbocharged like you're putting it in a crucible and just heating it up and it's like things start to become really clear really fast yeah. 
So to flip it to the listener, this is why you should be going on all these dates. Yeah, just like we didn't even talk know. about your date. Yeah, we just got so yeah. We talked about okay. Well, we're just my current date might have may or may not have just texted me. Whoa, <laughs> I love when that. I know we love when that. We're so bizarre. We're, we're keeping it uber fresh. So we're we talked about the theme first, which whatever. <laughs> what is our theme? Um, well, I guess it's just been like it's New Year's and feelings. like trying to do different and new yeah, things. Being, I think that still applies. Being you, being different, manifesting. 2019 feelings, Doctor Phil. Mm, what we manifest, yeah. What we manifest from our parents, but Dr. also what we Phil manifest in manifest. the new year. <laughs> I'm right making notes. A Doctor Phil fest. <laughs> Doctor Phil. Kenny gets Doctor Phil. Weirdly pornographic. That sounds filthy. Yeah. <laughs> no, no pun intended. We can't do that. We can't anyway, do that. Let's, this is staying in. Let's take this an hour break, in. and then we're gonna hear about Kenny's state. Exactly. We're we'll reversing the order, but. But now, a word from our sponsors. I can't do it with a straight face. Okay. This show is supported by State Farm. Insurance is a part of any solid financial plan. Making sure you have the important things in life covered is one of the best ways to give yourself a little breathing room when things go awry. It's important to protect not only your business, but yourself as a business owner and all current and future team members. State Farm agents know what it takes to run and protect a small business because State Farm agents are all small business owners and they live and work in your community. So they're deeply attuned to what's happening with other small businesses in your market. If you have a small business and are interested in making sure you're protected, reach out to your local State Farm agent to learn more about what you need. They'll help you find the right policy at the right price for your business. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Well, hey, I think we need to hear about a date. Okay. <laughs> Said Let's hear Mr. About Rogers. Date. Here. No, sorry, not to, no, I could never be. Um, yeah. So Kenny, you went on a date. And I didn't it's date do date number five. Five. Which it's okay. is strange to think about. You have a like very you're a high functioning person with this amazing job. Like when I was doing this, I was like, I'm probably going to business school and we were having slow business time. I mean, but, it doesn't matter. Nothing and matters. you guys have other guests on. Like, we're good. We're good. We're, <laughs> we're literally totally good. good. I just don't want you to beat yourself up. Five no, is we're fine. not. I've like, five is fine. It literally doesn't matter. Five is, five is good. Five is live. Five is a great number. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, so I didn't do a taxi cab confession. So, like, I was trying to think of another creative way to do this. I'm going to do try to pick, like, three words that are going to describe oh, yeah, we like this date. So, the words that I came up with were <laughs> water, improvisation, and tacos. Okay. Sorry, because I know a tiny bit about this date. Liza, you don't at all. No. Guess, make a, make a, a quick, like, now make the log line for the movie of that. What Just from those three words. Well, I think that you told me one thing about her, which is that she doesn't drink. Oh, fair. So I do know that that's probably what the water thing is. <laughs> yeah. So I'm a little spoiled, actually. Or not spoiled. I'm a little bit. Um, I have spoilers is the word I was trying to say. <laughs> I'm spoiled. Spoiled and spoilers. Definitely the same thing. Um... So, okay, uh, uh, you were, <laughs> I don't, I don't know what I'm it's, a, it's all good. I'll just walk Man, you Man, 26, uh, um, an average, um, an, uh, <laughs> What's going on over We're doing full log line. I'm doing a log line. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm pressuring her. A man, 26, <laughs> goes on a, uh, speedboating date and there's an improv troupe on the boat and they eat tacos. <laughs> I just, yeah, no, that was... Oof, kill me. Anyway. No, no I, I shouldn't good. have made you do a lockdown. I just didn't understand what was happening. These no. are terms that I don't understand. You know, back in the day, we did one episode where I just did, I wrote down three words for every day that I had been on thus far, uh, and I okay. went rapid fire, so gotcha. it was perfect. 
Yeah. So bad on me for not having listened to that episode. No, it's How really okay. Have, Penny, have not memorized all of our episodes. Whoops. Um, okay, so tell me the, the true story. Um, true yeah, so story classic so Ken date met on a dating app. <laughs> <laughs> um, she hit me up. We like shared a couple back and forths. Um, and then I literally just out of the blue was like, do you want to hang out sometime? Yep. Like I just jumped right to it. I was like, the bottle like, we were, like right. talking about talking about soccer. Was, and then I was just like, do you want to hang out sometime? And she's like, yeah, sure. Um, and then after that fact, like I, she matched with me. So like, I kind of like quickly browsed her profile, didn't give it tons of attention. There was a no drinking thing on there. And I just totally missed that. Was it's this like, hinge? Sorry. Can yes. we just, okay. Cause hinge yeah. just have those icons. Like it does. You can no, have a it, pill for drugs or like a leaf. I and mean, it says like, yes or no. You can like specifically call out things as no, and you can specifically call out things as yes. And you can you say can, you, you can, can be the coolest person on there and be like, "I really like drugs." And coolest in that scenario is very sarcastic. You can have like the weird <laughs> pill thing with a yes next to it if you want to be Whoa, that person. I had, do you have any, Kenny? I have I none. I have none. Yeah, I just you can also have like, none. You I don't care. Like I just yeah. I, that's not going to set insane. expectations for me. You don't have to like set expectations for you. But Whatever. it is a cool way to, like, if you're not doing something that... Totally. I feel like especially for weed and drinking, to, like, introduce it. They're, like, really cute little icons, yeah. I think. I mean, yeah. it's like, I just, like, flipped through it and didn't even look. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it does make a lot of sense if you don't drink. Yeah. Especially, like, yes. if you're getting in New York when, like, drinking is our only <laughs> social activity. I'm like, oh, I, I can't believe the way I've been drinking and eating this <laughs> week. And I eat, like, a lot and I'm in business school in L.A. It's just, like, every night. Yeah, I mean, it's it's that's the reason everyone does fucking sober January here is you're like mm-hmm. I literally need a month to sober January is my body. So overrated. Have you done it? So overrated. Nope, and I never <laughs> will. I refuse because people do it, and every time people do it, they hate it. They aren't social. They sit in their rooms with their significant others. They do absolutely nothing. I'm like, you're being a boring person, just because. I'm having a beer or two, like, on the weekend. Whatever. You don't have to, like, go out and get blackout and, like, shit-faced and, like, do all that. But, like, you're not being fun. And I don't like that. So that's my approach. No, I I feel the same way, if I'm being honest. I'm going to defend it for two seconds, even though I've never successfully – I've tried to do it twice. And I think the furthest (laughs) I've ever made it is to, like, January 14th or something. So I'm not, like, a banner person for Sober January. But I do understand the feeling of, like – getting to a point where you're like, this is not fun. I feel fucking horrible. Like, and, and like when that's my times trying it, it's been like the last two months have been disgusting. And if I don't really make a change, I'm going to like literally turn into a pickle. So yeah. that's always like my intention. I like pickle. <laughs> right? Oh, pickle. it's vinegar, whatever. You know, you're just drying out and yeah, getting all pickly. Nice pickle. I just but think you can never... challenge yourself to do it while also being in control. Isn't that like part of the challenge? It's like, yeah, oh yeah, instead but... of like drinking every week, I'm just going to only drink on Saturdays or like only have a drink on Fridays or like just like set other expectations yeah. around it because like that in and of itself is kind of the same thing. Get you're very the whole not drinking thing. Because, like, when I was studying for my GMAT, I was being a boring SOB and just, like, sitting in my room and, like, not going out and, like, meditating and, like, trying to figure out how to make my brain work better. Like, <laughs> doing all this nonsense for no you were reason. Um, oh, I guess I was manifesting. Yeah. Crystals, crystals, crystals. Who's the, uh, who's the celebrity who sells the weird, like, oils and crystals for your body? Um, she's blonde and she was in Iron Man. Whatever. Gwen. Gwyneth Paltrow. She's, I'm, I'm oh, Gwyneth goop, Paltrow. Goop, goop. Yes, goop. goop. Okay. Like, we were slow. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Poorly described. Very 
Iron Man, it's your first approach. approach to describing Gwyneth Paltrow. It's like Iron Man. Mm. If you okay. said Shakespeare in love, it'd be like Gwyneth. <laughs> um, I don't know. I just like I get it, I and I guarantee you feel better coming out of the back end. But like, at what cost? Because like, I don't necessarily know if I'd be going on all these dates if people were like, no, "That's all fair." I agree totally. with you. Do you grab I a just drink? think like a reset, knowing you're out. And hang out and not drink and have a good time, which is something I'm totally. trying to embrace. Totally. And we have a lot of listeners who are definitely I, yeah, not drinkers. Part but of also, this date story will be exactly that. As someone, like, I have a really hard time having two drinks. I that's why I've stopped. I've stopped myself and like not proud of it. But generally speaking, even tonight when I was like, I'm stopping. Like, like yeah. I have a hard time, and I have to really try. No, I think I think a lot of people are like that. And I we think, all, like, guys, you're way more less. You're way less of a drinker than I am. And not necessarily, I mean, only because of comedy stuff. Like, when I'm doing comedy stuff a lot, I'm drinking a lot. Four or five hard alcoholic drinks, four or five nights a yeah, week when I'm tough. really in it. And that's, and I haven't been doing as much comedy stuff, so I haven't been drinking a lot. But it's, I just, it's because I haven't had time. But, like, when I'm actively doing comedy stuff, I get to the point of feeling like, ew. I am yeah. feel disgusting. And that the makes time me really, want to really then, fast. like, just, like, even if it's, like, a week, just, like, take a week off. And yeah. Like, but figure out who you're hanging out with and like what you're doing because I think that's a function of your environment. Like I can hang out with certain months, certain individuals that I have on my friends like list that I'm just like, well, yep, this is gonna be a night. Like and sometimes yeah. I'm just like, maybe tomorrow. Like you know, what? Yeah. not tonight. And like making like conscientious decisions around who or where you are, like who you're around or where you're where you are, because like that's my like key driver of like if I'm an, I am not a saint. I will not lie on this podcast. There are nights where like. New Year's Eve, <laughs> I drank like eight gazillion old fashions because like I was in an environment. No, I, I wasn't. I it was totally fine, but it was in an environment. I was. I drank way more that night than I had in like probably the past two weeks or three weeks, and same. That's a function of the environment that I was in, but I also have no regrets because it was just like a fun environment. I wasn't out of control. No we were one at Bamantes. We were fun. having Italian. Yeah, I mean, like, this is cheesy like, New Year's. This is, yeah, whenever this this was New Year's Eve, so like I like, leaned in a little bit, but like. I don't know. I, I I just don't necessarily know if I personally believe in like having to give it up for a whole month. I think there's other ways to prove it to yourself that you can be in control, and that's my only takeaway. That's true. But I, I want to be able to continue me, to hang um, out with people. The thing and, like, I'm saying is like stuff. I don't think it's about proving it to yourself. I don't think like for when me, I've I kind of do. I don't think it is, and especially like my I have a couple friends who are doing it right now, and it's literally not about proving it to themselves. It's about like this is unsustainable to like be a human. Like, and it's one of my friends who's the most successful, works the hardest. And drinks the most. And she's just like, I need to take a month off because I literally feel like my body's falling apart. But also like. And then that's part of like, but I probably could use a month off. And then it's also part of making sure you're in control. Because like with alcoholism, you can't really take a month off. Like it's a much deeper sure. process. And yeah. like, I feel like it's interesting. I should be doing sober January. And like. Props to people out there doing it. Well, you're very in control, though. I feel like I've noticed that. I've gotten more in control as I've gotten older. For everybody who's listening who's doing Sober January, don't let my negative attitude affect what you're doing. You should totally go for it. Mm -hmm. I'm just offering a different perspective. Well, I think it's also something that, like, a lot of people in New York feel the need to do because, like we've said, there's very few ways to hang out. Like, one of my really good friends who I have had been hanging out with a lot, her and I just started getting our nails done together every other Sunday, like, not even like on purpose when we planned, but it just kind of we fell into like a habit of doing this. Mm -hmm. And a couple of weeks ago, she was like, "It is so nice 
to have a regular thing, like a regular like hangout, normal, whatever thing that isn't centered around drinking. And I was like, yeah, this is literally the only thing I do that's like that. Everything else is centered around drinking three or four nights a week. I don't like beer. I don't drink wine a lot because it makes me sleepy. So I go out and I drink whiskeys on the rocks, three or four of them, three or four nights a week. Fucking tiring. That would be tiring for me. <laughs> totally. For me, it's yeah, like I like having a glass of wine and unwinding with someone, and yeah. I can have. I mean, two. a glass of wine and unwinding Three. is great. I that's what I have at home every night. You know, that's yeah. like. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, all of that aside, your date didn't. Change. When I was in, so all of the components of my date, which we'll get into, were in environments where I could be drinking, and I wasn't. And I think, interestingly enough, had a great time. So yeah. at the end of the day, point proven. Um, <laughs> but it was like, she did a very good job of letting me know beforehand. Like I was already like, you know what, let's hang out. And then she's like, just a forewarning. I don't drink. So like, we probably just shouldn't go to a bar. Cause like, that's not going to be super fun. And I was like, that's, well, thanks for giving me that heads up. Yeah, Cause totally. then I had not even connected the dots yet. So I was, did, and you didn't ask why I'm assuming. No. I mean, at this point, but like, did she share why? Sorry. I know that tra- you're not. It, it, I think it started from like a, a 30 day sober thing into a, I feel a lot healthier yeah. and a lot better and I don't need to do this. And like, she goes out and hangs out with people who drink all the time and just like has a club soda, has a soda, whatever. Yeah. yeah. So, like, find Most other ways to deal with it. Do like, 30 I think days she just like... generally feels way better <laughs> and yeah. like yeah. doesn't feel the need to revert. And I don't, I didn't ask any questions. Because I was like, totally right. not my place to ask. Like, it's not like... Yeah, that's like a third, fourth date convo. Yeah, and like, like so but like, <laughs> even like, yeah, eventually. But like, I'm just like, you can make whatever decisions you want. It's not like, who am I to judge? Like, I can do what I want. You can do what you want. Like, I don't care. Like, as long as like, we're hanging out and having fun. Like, what does it matter to me? Um, so like, premise for this, I guess, let's take a step back. Is this whole thing, because we weren't drinking, happened on a Sunday. So it was, like, very easy for me to also, like, not necessarily want to drink during any of these activities, but also just, like, I didn't feel the need to. But step number one, I was like, all right, so what is a cool activity to do that you don't need to be drinking? And I threw out three ideas, and you guys can react to them. I said bowling, and then I said Royal Palm Shuffleboard, and then I said UCB going to, like, this improv, like, two teams competing against each other comedy show. I've been at two of three of those without doing the activity, but doing the drinking. And probably UCB, honestly, not watching Wait, what's it. the first one? Uh, bowling. Just bowling. Okay. I said gutter yeah. or broken bowl. Just like I've been just... at gutter drinking, but not bowling. I've been at Royal Palms drinking, but not bowling. And I've oh, done improv without drinking one time for my I've second year show. I've been at all of those drinking and sober. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So no, they're good. Those are very they were good. Just like, you have something to do. Yeah, activities to do. And it came down between Royal Palms, because... I, neither of us had been there. I haven't been there yet, and it's just been like on my hit list. And used to be, which is right around the, she's in LES. I'm in East Village. It's like right in the East Village, where it's like right up to. Yeah, us. yeah. But it was like pouring out, so we decided to go to UCB. Which Better is super because cool. the wait could have been weird at Royal Palms, and then you don't have a drink to wait with. Yeah, yeah. and probably like, right. Shuffleboard. Yeah. It would have had to be like slightly different timing. UCB ended up being at like six thirty yeah. or something, which was like perfect on like an early Sunday activity. And was then it ended up being great. I had was a it lot funny? of fun. It was what funny. was it? Well, it was like dueling me. improv teams cage for like match? the yes, yeah. the cage. Oh match. yeah, yeah. So, like, so fun. It was super good, and like the two teams were great. We voted on the opposite teams, so we, oh. we voted. We canceled each other's votes out, which I think was fine because then like the whole point was like go to that show and then like grab a snack afterwards, and so like we were able to, like at a high level like use that to like Chat. transfer into like chatting and get to know yeah. each other because like. You think about it, comedy show 
is like a movie. You're not necessarily yeah. talking the whole time. Yeah, and you but you are finding up. points where like yeah. And right. like be like, hi, yes. I'm Kenny. Hi, I'm blah blah blah. Let's sit right. down yeah. and watch this thing. Yeah, totally. <laughs> but I kind of weirdly like it because it breaks the ice. Even a movie breaks the ice. I know it's not a good first date. Thing. We were laughing about the same things, or like we were yeah. finding things like you laughed at this, I didn't, or like we both laughed at this together. Like those are things you can talk about that aren't the like, oh, do you have a brother? Yeah. Do you have a uh-huh. sister? Uh-huh. Where do you live? <laughs> like all those stupid questions. Yeah. So like it like definitely helped flow into that. Um but it was cool. I definitely recommend UCB as like a fun, lighthearted event. Because like movies, you never know. Like That's you true. pick the wrong movie, and like it's probably it could be over. Like not necessarily like your relate like potential relationship, but like the day could just go sour or like yeah. wrong or like she could hate the movie and you could really like it. I don't know. People have or it could like just be like weirdly a sad taste. movie. Like, okay. I don't know. Also, an improv show is like an hour, which is oh, right. Like, like you're not sitting next to someone for two hours and fifteen minutes being like, and it's not. The same kind of darkness. It's a different kind of dark. It's like a little bit dark. Yeah. It's not like we're in the. And there's an inter- there's like an inter- an intermission. I'm throwing air quotes in there, but like a team goes and then like the lights come on and the I don't know not stage hands, but like the people who are like narrating for lack of a better oh, word yeah, the yeah. show come out on stage and like give the other team some time to like decompress and the other team to warm up and come out on stage. It's so like you can talk during that part and then you get back into it. It was like just also that venue is super casual. Yeah. Like, it's super casual. So, like, regardless if you're drinking or not, like, there is a bar there. Like, it's just, like, a cool... Yeah. I thought it was just, like, a cool experience. I love it. And it was, like, I yeah. think my first... Not my first improv show, because I saw, like, um, Thomas Middleditch and Ben Schwartz do, like, a full-on, like, two people on stage, on Broadway, like, full, long-form improv thing. But this was, like, just artsy and low-key, and it just, like, felt, like, way less pressure. And, like, it was super casual, which is, like... If you want a Sunday activity when it's pouring rain outside, like it was like a great pick. And I'm patting myself on the back because I picked it. I think it's a very good pick. And you gave options too. Options are great. Like anyone loves options. And then so how was it like was it definitely established no matter what that you'd be getting some food after? Or was it like Yeah, I said activity then snack because it was like relatively early and that felt like very truncated. Right? It's like a yeah. specific set of time and then there's an immediate act that follows it up. So I was like after that, like, we're going to need a, a some venue to, like, go actually, like, converse and, like, meet each other. So what tacos did you eat? Ooh. We ate, continuing on the, the improvisation theme spans <laughs> multiple things. So we went to Al Pastor, which is a great taco spot. But they, like, it was Sunday, and I didn't put this together because I know the quality of their food is great. And the environment there is usually good, but it was Sunday, and they do football. Oh, so like I was yeah, like, this isn't good. the place we want to hang out. What if we turn this into a taco crawl? Mm-hmm. So then we went from Albastor to St. Mark's Taqueria mm-hmm. to La which is right next door. Oh. And just like, honestly, the taco crawl, probably one of the better date ideas that I've ever had. Because not only does it like put you in situations where you have to like make decisions together and like figure it out really quickly, but it also is like, gives you a breather like you get up you put your jacket on you don't have to talk for like a minute you like walk down to the next place it's like really breaks up the monotony of just like sitting across the table and not necessarily monotony but like but like the continuation of dialogue that's forced when you sit across the table for someone like consistently for like an hour versus like jumping to three spots in an hour mm-hmm. it feels like you're just continuously moving and it's like yeah gives you a lot space. to talk about too. yeah for yeah. sure so like all in all uh, it was fun it's a cool way to do it i yeah. just like having multiple activities lined up rather than just like because like 
we're talking again, talking about this earlier. I will sit in a bar and I'll have a drink. And if it's a fun person, that's all I'll need to do. Mm-hmm. But like, there's other ways to just have the same experience while doing other things. And like, it was a good way to kind of force myself to also, cause I was like, okay, what am I possibly going to suggest? That's going to be cool or interesting rather than just like a cool or interesting suggested bar. suggested so many things. No, no, that's what I'm saying. But like at, before I suggested those, I was like, probably having a mini panic attack just being like oh god i gotta be what do i like no. what do i do because <laughs> i was like what do i do i don't do anything <laughs> back to your point all my friends do is get together and drink beers and like i do other like personal like activities that i like like making music and like doing all these other things but like socially that's all my There's friends not do a lot to do here i mean yeah there is if you like really get into it or if you're willing to spend a lot of money but it's exactly. like, it's hard mm-hmm. to just like be like, oh, I want to hang out, but I don't want to drink. It's a fucking struggle to find activities unless, yeah, you want to blow a shitload of money. You're like, great, let's go rock climbing. We'll spend yeah. $200 <laughs> each. Right. Like it's not. Like as much as I shit on the LA hike, you can just fucking go for a hike. And you're walk. in a city where people like doing that shit. Well, you can walk in New York, I guess. We always talk about that. Yeah. You definitely can't really walk in LA, but you can. You can it can be like a destination walk, which yeah, is hiking, sure. which is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's hard. I mean, also, it's hard to do activities on first dates, which we've talked about before. It's because, yeah. But you need to find the right activity whereby you're still meeting the person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And not just doing the activity. Yeah. And we're just like, that, like, like movie, no. Concert, no. This, no. Laser that, tag. It, no. That's a bad idea. <laughs> laser tag. <I> <laughs> Remember when I split my knee at laser tag? Were you there for Rhett's birthday? Like, no, this is I a million years ago. I fully re- ripped very expensive jeans, just like. Getting a little too intense, trying to shoot someone. I like I had a history with. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like laser beam. I continue to like really want to go to a laser tag birthday party, but no one's thrown one, and like I don't want to have my own birthday party. It was in Queens. You must have been away. No, I was. It was the, uh, yeah. There was a reason very I didn't go. Wintry. I remember because it was like you wanted me to go to be like a potential buffer <laughs> between you and someone else, and I wasn't. And I heard myself. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Anyway, and then. Okay, so outside of activities, how is like vibes with the girl? Uh, the pretty good. Yeah, it's woman. like a little bit weird because I feel like I have a biased opinion whereby like it was a Sunday, I was feeling lazy, but like at the end of the day, like we had fun. I don't necessarily know if I like came away like thinking this is like a ten out of ten like person, but like all in all, it's like really hard to make a call like that after a first date. So like mm-hmm. we chatted the entire time, so it's like hard. It was fun. Yeah. I don't know. And because you're dating a lot, it's hard. I actually found it harder. Early on, I found it really easy. But you were, like, dating more before you started doing it for the podcast. found it easy to, like, get really hung up on someone and then, like, go on a million dates with them. But, like, looking back, I'm, like, I didn't feel – I felt like it was a great, fun date. But I definitely – I did not know about day 13 after one date. Yeah. and It was, like, literally a year ago. And I think I've actually felt that way about every first date where it's, like, fun like i haven't like knock on wood ding 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 that's not the wood sound <laughs> knock, <laughs> ding, knock, ding, knock. Ding, ding. you know how wood sounds <laughs> ding 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 <laughs> um i just like haven't had that horrible first date yet so it's like comparing and like that's not really fair like comparing dates to each other mm-hmm. but like you kind of just do it and yeah, so like i'm making a comparison and like every first date has been good but i haven't let probably haven't let myself had been have one be just like so like over the top amazing where I'm just like this is it this is what I want to continue to like immediately text them the next day being like we need to do this again blah 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 because like 
That's just a function of how I've been approaching yeah. it. And it's, well, I think we also found, like, it was a bell jar, you know? Like, it was, a, or, sorry, a bell curve. Like, most dates, a bell jar is <laughs> a very, very jar. sad book. It was not a bell jar. It's a bell curve. Where, like, it, the the really amazing or the really horrible first dates are extremely rare. The pretty good, decent, like, in the middle first dates are mostly what you're going to get. Yeah. Which Going back why, to yeah. stats, you know? Totally. Yeah, exactly. It's, like, it's, you know... Kimmy had the normal one curve. really bad first date and then a couple really great first dates, which like, LOL, I think date 13 wasn't even necessarily in one of the like no. dates you went on the first date and you were like, oh my God. Like I Those really did not. Person. No. no. You, I don't think the first, I think it's, it's very rare about the first date thing. And I feel like too many times on literally other podcasts or from our listeners or from friends, the story I hear when the first date was like fucking sparks, especially if you're online dating, especially if you're like, it's usually more to do with like whether it's a checklist for me or like just something else in the or physical attraction whatever it is then there's always like those stories end up with like a weird story a little bit down the line yeah do you know what I mean yes whereas so that's why I'm still such a believer in the second date like if which you're is like yeah the lax approach like giving less of a shit maybe yeah. just going on a second date whether or not you think yes you we made that like really a rule. Necessarily want totally. to, yeah. Just yeah. like go on the second. I day. like would ask people on second dates, and then I would get sad. <laughs> or if they went, well, that's cool. Well, My another goal of mine with dating is to um, not care as much about the people who don't respond or just yeah, because it's like not worth getting tied up. The whole point that we were talking about earlier is there's just like so many people who live in the city and to like get tied up over one person. Like you know, the next date you might go on might be even better than the one you just got off of. So like, yeah. To get super tied up after a date or two. No, remember my, like, fourth date, texting, like, a literal year later, being like, I was thinking of you, I ended up moving to San Francisco, I thought he just, like, wasn't interested. Remember that? Yeah. Whole thing. It was, like, my first conniption that I had on the podcast. Well, I think it just goes to underscore, like, it's, these are, these are anonymous, not totally anonymous, but anonymous strangers on the internet mostly, or someone you've gone on one date with, like, they're strangers, really, like. It's probably not about you. It's probably about them. You know, like it's most of the time, and sometimes about both of you, and oh, like and the connection of being there. Not but yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. No, I. Every time I say the word connection, I'm like, oh my god, am I on the fucking bachelor? You know, are like, you gonna to like um, just? No, you're not. <laughs> I am not on the bachelor. This is correct. But like every fucking talking head interview on the back. That is like a bachelor drinking game that will kill you and all your friends and your family. Connection. If you take a shot every time the word connection is said, Ooh. you will take 25 shots in an episode. I swear to God. Mm-hmm. It is. You Are you going to watch the new season? Sorry. I know. I know. I think I, I think I have to be done with it. Yeah. We had a it's, high school friend who was on The Bachelor. We did? I never knew this. Is The, is the Bachelor all the men or is The Bachelorette all the women? I, I, <laughs> I appreciate that you have a <laughs> Bachelor... Is, is when all it's the one. women. Bachelorette yeah. is all the men. Oh, yeah. Caroline Lenny. Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I was confused that I picked, yeah. Yeah. She was on, honestly, I feel like that, like, I was then, like, interested in that season, and she was then friends with The Bachelorette. It's just so. really weird to think about. I haven't seen a single episode by either. Oh, yeah, that's true. Sorry. And Here's probably, the, like, I would probably find them entertaining. The thing is, is that I think it's, it's fucking hilarious. weirdly amazing, addicting. But it's, it's so bad. addicting, and it's, like, three hours a week. So I'm just, like, I don't have the goddamn Wait, how is it three hours a week? They do, a lot of times, they do two episodes a week. That are two hours each, so an hour and a half yeah. without commercials yeah. when you want whatever. But it's like producers are genius on that. It's shit. so much <laughs> time. So when I'm really into a season, I have to watch it immediately. Like it becomes me staying up till three in the morning, drinking whiskey on the couch, watching The Bachelor, and losing sleep because I Listening have to find to podcasts, time reading articles. to watch The Bachelor. And I literally am just like, I need some goddamn time 
to fucking write in my bullet journal. <laughs> the and journal. Not watch the bachelor. Journal. Right. If it yeah. were forty one minutes a week, I would watch it every goddamn season from now until I die because it's gonna outlive me. Like, oh god, never end. It'll outlive and all it's of us. getting so terrible. And I think I've only watched since it's been terrible because like friends in my, yeah. I was always like I'm anti, and then they really suck you in, and I'm like. I also just, it's so boring sometimes in the episodes, but you're just like, what were the producers making them say? Like, you get in your head. You like, have to you know. Have and to. you have to know. The, they tease what's going to happen. Oh. oh, and it's so, and you know what they're doing. Oh, boy. Okay. Well, Isn't we've talked scripted? about the Bowser. Yes. That, okay. But the thing is, is like, the thing that I like Sorry, watching spoilers. about Sorry, spoilers. No. Right. <laughs> no. <laughs> but it's like scripted in that way where it's like, we're going to know what we The thing that's enjoyable to, to me is like the people who are on it, which like no offense to your friend from high school, mostly I'm like, who are these fucking people? It's not about any of the romance or the, the shit that might happen between them. It's literally like, what human would volunteer to do for this? this? Like I get fascinated by the low level sociopaths who are contestants yeah. on the batch. And again, not all of them. Sometimes I see them and I'm like, they're very normal. And, and I the even last had a friend. season was awful. Like they were all all the men had yeah. like problems. They had like be the girlfriend up in the past, or it was terrible. It's really or it's like some guy who like races cars for a living, and then some guy. Oh, that guy! Like, sucks. They're just like the range of people that you get on these shows is just like. To and your point, extremely interesting, but I don't necessarily know. Don't if that do makes it. Me don't start it. it. Don't do it. It's not. I will say, like, it's not something. Like, I literally because it's so addictive, I have to just decide <laughs> not to get yeah. involved in a season because I'm like. I don't feel good. I feel like it's the way that alcohol is pickling. Yeah. My body. Like, this is just Bachelor Sober January. You can sober Bachelor Sober 2019 from watching the starting very whole soon, franchise and Paradise. And this year it just feels so fake because they're capitalizing on this guy's virginity, which is apparently mm. authentic, but like it's very. Yeah, the main guy's a virgin, apparently. The Literally, the posters look like 40 year old virgin. Virgin. Oh, do they? Yeah. yeah. Shut up, Tap. Very weird. Anyway. Anyway, we are. We've already told you our social chat. medias. We've already. Do we not need to say it? Tell anyone. No, just keep rating, subscribing, and reviewing. Yes, we like that. it. It makes us feel nice. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's 2019. Also, keep listening. Tell your yes. friends. Tell your friends. I'm going to continue to go on dates. Yes. I've been lining up dates as, not necessarily as we pod, but like today. I've already. Mm -hmm. Kenny's been on Bumble this whole time. <laughs> He's getting text. <laughs> it's so weird. My thumb is sore. I've just been swiping left, right, left, right, right, left, so right, So much Bumble. Left. He's going to listener date. We should set him up. Ooh, we? I can't. Ooh, fun fact. Bumble's hard for me because I reverse commute and it puts me in weird locations. Oh. So like if I'm not in the city, I can't match with people Wait. in the city. And then if I'm out of the city or if I'm not in the city, I can't match with people here. And I match like I show up on people's like Westchester radar and then if i'm here i have to play catch up because like people we are need to talk about in. that more yeah <laughs> that is like a full topic it is to a, it is a full topic and we don't have to get into it i never Bumble's thought hard. about that mm. bubbles challenge i can like put myself on like sleep mode i don't know no 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 just, that's already too much work yeah 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 so for next episode all right we're gonna get into that well that would that, would that, will that, oh my goodness. <laughs> On that note, this girl hasn't had, She's has had Tito's, but no, She's no pickled. food all day, but it's okay. I, I have chips. I'm going to give you chips. I have nonstop eight and I, I left day 13 out at a bar, so I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to, maybe he already ate a Maybe he'll dinner. come on the yeah. pod. 
Maybe I'll come on the pod. He like wanted to, didn't he? We'll do it soon. We will. We'll get him on. Anyway, in tired. the meantime. You should. Go on a date. Go on a date. Go on a date. Happy 2019. 2019. 2019. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> I hope the kill me made it. <laughs> <laughs> a big shout out to Anthony from 5Ohm for making us sound really good in post. And you should check 5Ohm out online at 5Ohm.com. And that's spelled F-I-V-E-O-H-M. Ohm. Thanks to State Farm for supporting this show and helping our listeners protect their businesses and lives. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today.